0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Kevin O'Keefe. We're going to talk about kids' involvement in the hobby and how to encourage that. Kevin's a third-grade teacher now. We're going to hear from his firsthand perspective. He's not a kid, but he used to be a kid. I used to be a kid, and collecting was a big part of my childhood. But before we hear from Kevin, uh, thanks sponsors, Tops Panini Ever Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Harkin Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Creating, Beckett Authentication. So Kevin, welcome. You've been on before and uh, you had some, I think, really interesting ideas drawing from other industries about how we can make cards cool again for kids, <laughs> not just for the kids that grew up, but for the kids right now that are uh, your third graders, what's going to make them. So welcome to the show and hit me with some of your good ideas and let's have a conversation about that because it's in everybody's best interest that this would be a hobby for everybody.
1: Thank you, Jim. It's great to be back. It's been on my mind so often, and it all comes from the vantage point of, like you said, we were all kids. But I think specifically for this hobby, it was a niche hobby. For years, looked at as a kid's hobby. My thoughts have evolved on this, but I think we have a huge opportunity now with fanatics getting into the business. Listen, big picture, I think this hobby, this industry has never been better. You can fault it in a lot of ways with not product being available, this and that. But in terms of it going mainstream, in terms of the, the popularity, everything about it, but what's getting lost is the kids' voice. And how can we bring the kids back in? And this opportunity now that I think fanatics can change this business. I think, Jim, maybe we can start the conversation from this perspective. At least from what I've seen with uh, Mr. Rubin on Yahoo Finance and CNBC, he wants to increase the amount of product out there, he wants to increase revenues big time. I think. To get the kids back because so much of this hobby now is adult driven. I'm not saying to go back to the. We got to have a product that's available to the kids. And when I say available, not behind the cash register, not locked up like it is right now in Walgreens, available. And here's my last point on this I have a friend that's in the toy industry. The company is uh, CAS, Collector Archive Services. They basically authenticate toys. And he was making a great point about the fact that the toy industry, they. Their model is such that the toys are to be open, played with, and what's out there is sold. And the particular toys, like they don't go up in value. Their purpose is to be opened and play with. So I think we need to get some kind of product out there for the kids. And there's lots of different ideas. And I know everyone's batted around, but we got to get the kids back in this hobby because where are we going to be 30 years from now if kids are not collected?
0: Okay, Kevin, your third grade teacher is getting immediate feedback on some of these things. Now we're talking about Fanatics, which has an opportunity to take a fresh look at this category. And again, Michael Rubin, Josh Luber, the powers that be within Fanatics, obviously they paid big bucks and so they want to increase revenue. There's no doubt about that. And I, I think from most of their statements, they can see that it's not just about printing twice as much product. It's hopefully getting twice as many collectors. But I'm wondering, based on what you said, if we get twice as many collectors, then if we get the same demographic and age mix of what we have, we're going to still have 3% kids under 12 <laughs> or whatever the number is. Yeah. Don't we need to get some overrepresentation of the younger kids? Uh, and they're not bringing the same fat wallets that the 30-something and 40-something is bringing. So I'm wondering to what extent their marketing is going to be toward under 14s, let's say. Because that doesn't move the financial needle as much. But as you said, it really uh, bodes well for the future. And I think they have a 20-year contract. So they really ought to be thinking about this generational transfer because you've got to get fresh new uh, collectors. I
1: don't envy them. Clearly, it's got to be tough. But we got to get that age group participating. And marketing... Getting it in the toy aisles, getting it in the Walmarts, obviously with the supply and demand, we've gone too far in the other directions where it's just not available and you don't want it to be too much in the other direction in terms of just sitting on the shelves. So there's got to be some kind of marketing push, which I know they've talked about, but getting this excited for the kids, the students, they'll gravitate to what is perceived to be interesting, fun. To play with. And we really haven't had big marketing pushes throughout advertising spaces, TV, or whatever it may be, but between the lit stores, the hobby stores, getting the product in the toy aisles, right? Not behind the registers, out in the stadiums. There's a real opportunity to get the kids participating. Okay. okay. Uh, I do think uh, problem one that we
0: had a year or two ago was product availability. Okay, so I think that's reasonably being resolved now. And Fanatics, I think, will get a good handle on that, that there will be product available. Now, you made a comment to me earlier that you thought your kids were really influenced by their peers. I think kids are even more influenced by their older peers. In other words, the 11-year-old, very much influenced by the middle schooler. If you start trying to market to nine-year-olds, that's not wise. I think if you market toward 14, 15-year-olds and they think it's cool, then your third graders will probably think it's cool too. If you market toward third graders, then the eighth graders are going to say, that's kid stuff. So I think it's a very fine line. And I know one of the things when I was a kid, the bigger kids collected too, up to a point. And so it was a rite of passage. So I'm really hoping that uh, fanatics can do that. But if they do marketing business as usual, it's going to be marketing to people that have a lot of money to spend. That would not be your third grade.
1: Obviously, you're going to have to take out the, the whole COVID thing because it's in my classrooms where I used to run classes after the school collecting cards. We went from an environment where you couldn't even have other people touching your stuff, individual buckets. So it wasn't like we could share baseball cards or sports cards. But I think There is a loss opportunity in the last five years. The key age when the kids start collecting, it's seven years old to about 10, 11. Once you hit middle school, talk about being cool. You are not collecting cards. It hasn't happened ever, in my opinion, because again, it's just, it's not looked at as something that you're just going to pick up at that point in middle school, going into high school. That's when you put them away. And that's what traditionally has been the case. This five-year window... Well, right now, the kids are not collecting the cards, the age being first grade to fourth grade. You, you um, survey anybody that's older than 30 and that's actively involved as an adult in this hobby, they will tell you when they started collecting. It wasn't going towards middle school. It was in this five-year window when you're just impressionable. And I don't know necessarily it's it, the cool kid or the older kid, per se. I think it's just the kids around you. The second and third graders right now, and again, I'm just one school, but when I go into the card stores, card shows, it's all adults. You see a few kids. Now, I I understand that as long as the sports are popular, the kids will follow, the dads, the moms are into it, but maybe I'd like to go back to this point because ultimately, we got to have these cards available, one product, whatever it is, lucrative, at least from the kids getting it. To be able to go into a supermarket and have the ability to pick up a pack for a kid. That's all you need to get them hooked, Jim, in my opinion.
0: Okay, let's let's move the conversations toward that because we now we have cards that are more available and we want younger kids to feel they're cool and there's different ways to approach that. However, there's a printing capacity shortage. And now Fanatics is coming in. My advice to them is to buy or build their own printing facility because you're a good idea for having a, a kind of a total set that would be very comprehensive and very popular priced without a lot of expensive stuff in it kids could afford it and they get a starter set that's all good but that's taking away press time from their premium product where they're just printing 24/7 so i'm thinking uh, fanatics needs to buy or build their own printing facility there are many printers that can do basic sets specialty printing involves sticker autographs and uh, and game use, insertion, and a serial numbering, but some basic sets like you're talking about that are fuller, lots of players, lots of coverage and understanding of the whole sport that would promote the sport. Like I said, I think that's going to take press time. So they got to find another printing source for that or build their own because I think printing capacity
1: is a problem. In yeah, it, 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 I don't envy this problem and how to get the solution. But how about this, Jim? When we first started getting into it, the reality was... Half of the joy of getting that pack of cards was getting the gum too. And I get it that these are fads that come and go, but how many different toys are just flooded into my classroom where everyone's got to have it. So some kind of separate printing where this is the kid's product and getting it popular, getting the word out there. I got this little thing all of a sudden called mochis, squeezable little animals. They're invading my classroom now. You go from there to uh, things called poppets. I don't know if you've heard of them. In the past year, they've become popular. You had the fidget spinners. They're whatever, stress-related.
0: Yeah. It's all
1: stress-related. <laughs> That's true, true. But in other words, I guess if it's not gum, maybe an idea have something else included that could take off. These Funko figures. Something else included that it could be in the toy aisle, and you got the cards there. Again, it's going to sell, but getting them out there. And It's going to take centers of influences. It's going to take maybe some cool kids on Instagram. And so, Do you see this as a social media push or again, a, a,
0: a major national media? Because if Fanatics is going to put some money toward marketing this, uh, is it going to be more digital marketing? Nobody does newspapers anymore or magazines, I don't think as much, but yeah. TV, is it Saturday morning cartoons or something? Where are they going to find the kids to tell them, hey, card collecting is cool?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, the kids are not watching TV, they're all streaming, they're all on YouTube, but it's a different model as to where they're going to get the advertising. But the bottom line is to get it out there, available, and yeah, through social media, through YouTube, that's where kids are watching. They're not watching regular cable TV like we used to. Maybe it's a, a Nickelodeon or a Cartoon Network advertisements here or there, but they have the wherewithal between the lit stores, the stadiums, all the advertising they're already doing. Just to... You know, get the cards out there. And again, it it doesn't have to be that we're having the kids take over this industry. It's never been stronger. It's wonderful. There's so many aspects, but right now they have an opportunity to change the the business model because the cards need to get in the hands of kids. In your perfect world, I'm not the czar, you're not the czar, but we're observing this phenomenon.
0: In your opinion, what's the ideal percentage of kids that fanatics ought to be shooting for? Should they have one third being kids and one third being 20s, 30s, 40s,
1: and one third being over 50s? Not by the dollars, but by the participation. Do you want one third? I'd probably say maybe 25%. I think you could, with the generations and the goodwill and the sports still being so popular, if you've got 25%, you're going to be fine, in my opinion, going forward into the future. You'll have enough kids that this hobby will sustain itself. But right now we're not at 25%. If it's
0: 5% or 10% kids, I think it's 5% of, of the participation. And I think it's 1% of the dollars. And if you get the yeah. 5% participation, it might still be 5% of the dollars. And, and, so, and, and, and it's not going to yeah. move the needle, but it's important. And I'm totally with you. Yeah.
1: If you're into this hobby, you'll go out and find it, whether it's ordering it on Amazon Prime or finding a, a hobby store. But for the kids, you can't make this difficult to get the product. The parents are—excuse me—specifically moms that are bringing them everywhere. The fact that you can't get a rack pack in a supermarket like we used to. Why can't we get that? Kids will gravitate and they'll get it. And I—I I think that fanatics and our hobby can have their cake and eat it too if we pay attention to getting them participate. It's not that you're suggesting that one product (laughs) needs to be junk waxed
0: and be omnipresent, but we need uh, some balance there. And I'm with you. I really hope that Fanatics takes a fresh look at this and uh, that we're looking back in a couple of years and seeing how when they came in, uh, they had some initiatives that were directed at kids. So Kevin O'Keefe, thanks. Keep up the great work teaching these impressionable third graders and uh, everybody else in the hobby, <laughs> hope you're enjoying and hobbying the way you want to hobby. So, uh, again, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode.